Welcome back to another episode. I can't believe we're actually doing a second episode of the JV Squad with your host, Pancho. I have nobody but myself. Nobody wanted to hop on, but guess what? The show must go on. A highlight of this episode is the Pats are back. We're going to talk about NFL Week 13 and how how excited I was to watch the Ravens beat the Cowboys. I'm recording right after this, so y'all are going to hear my immediate take. And also some bets I lost, some bets I won. I know y'all don't want to hear it, but let's go. First, you know, we're going to talk about the team that's back. Who is it? Is it the Ravens? Is it the Texans? I mean, the Texans lost. No, it is the new England Pats, baby, we're back at 500. We're 6-6, six and six. we're ready to roll, the engines are rolling, and we're back. 45-0 to prove it, okay? Cam Newton, you know, Superman in the flesh, scored two touchdowns, including a two-yard rush. You know, I think this is his 11th rushing touchdown of the season. That was... The year that he won MVP, he actually scored 11 rushing touchdowns. And guess what? We have a couple more games to go. So I'm excited to see what Cam goes on there. But the score might have been a little deceiving, to be honest. The special teams gave us life. The special teams for the New England Patriots for the past two decades has not really been their strong suit. I think it wasn't until like last year or two years ago was the first time that they had scored a special teams touchdown in, in like almost 10 years and they did it twice in a game. You know, it's it's crazy. And I'm surprised they pulled it off against a team like the Chargers. I mean, Justin Herbert, true, dude. You know, I actually had an argument on, you know, putting him as a starter because he has been doing really good. He's um going into today is number eight in ESPN's fantasy ranking. He scored a touchdown in every single game that he started. He's he started in week two of this season, right? So it's surprising how the Pats defense, the Pats defense, who we all know had a bunch of players opt out because of COVID, they were still able to shut down Justin Herbert. And I, I really have no words for it. Because it's the Pats defense. We weren't supposed to win. But guess what? We still have a chance. We still have a chance. And it's just crazy how, you know, they have weapons like Bosa, Eckler, Allen, Williams, Hunter Henry. And they still didn't put a contest on the Chargers. That might be coaching, you know, Bill Belichick, who's, you know, what, the greatest coach of all time? Versus the LA Chargers coach, which is, what's the guy's name? Anthony Lynn. You compare Anthony Lynn to nobody. You probably coached high school football or something a long time ago and decided to get an NFL job compared to the six-time Super Bowl champ, Bill Belichick. I mean, it's no contest. And the 45-0 kind of proved it there. Um, The Chargers are a really good team. They just need to add more weapons. But that team just needs probably needs to add a new coach. You don't lose 45-0 to the Patriots who are hurt. 
But the Patriots, they have a lot of life left in them. They have a lot of life left in them. The, you know, the stars need to align, okay? But the Patriots need to do their work. This episode is brought to you by coffee. It's 11.27 p.m. Drinking a cup of coffee. And I'm really excited. Um, but yeah, they have the Rams this week. The Rams, if, you know, the Patriots are going to go 4-0 for the remainder of the game. I, gu- I guarantee it. They, the engines are rolling. Ooh, you can just hear the vroom, 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 there. You know, there, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm just excited. I, I haven't gotten over this winning high. I haven't felt this good about the Patriots since probably the end of last season. Before Gronk gave up that touchdown at the end of the Miami Dolphins game, I haven't felt this good about the Patriots. I was able, you know, I'm not trying to give my picks early, but here we go. I have the Patriots plus six. Right now, they're going down, and I feel towards Sunday, they might be favored to win. So I got them at the perfect plus six. I have them in a $1 parlay. And they're plus five. So they're they're going down there. They have the Rams. The Rams, that might be their toughest thing. They can go two and two. They can go three and one or four and oh. They're not going one and three. For sure not going oh and four. They have the Rams, who might be their toughest team. The Dolphins. Who I feel like they can beat. You know, they're very flawed teams. They're good, but very flawed. Who might fuck it up for them. That's why I have the one and three there. Because of Tua. Tua's doing really good. That team, they're clicking a little bit. The Bills, who were cold, were hot. They're cold. They're yes and you're no. Now they're now they're hot. Now they're hot. They just <laughs> won their game against the 49ers. I do not know why it was just uh the spread. They were minus one. And they fucking creamed the 49ers. That was like free money right there. And the Jets, oh that's a that's a free win of course. The Jets have not have yet to win a game this season. So put your money on the Patriots. They're they I don't think they can get the sixth seed. They can get the seventh seed. They, oh, thank God for the seventh seed. Going into the season, I thought the seventh seed is the dumbest shit they can do. We need the two-team bye. But right now, because my team needs to be the seventh seed, guess what? Patriots, seventh seed. Let's go. That's it for the Patriots. And I'm not one to apologize to people. But I'd like to apologize to the entire team of the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, they won 41-35. to Against the Titans, I picked the Titans to win. 45 to, 41 to 35 seems close, but no, that, that game was fucking gone. I think um, there was 38 to 8 at some point. And all of those other points at the, sec- at the fourth quarter were garbage time. And on paper, it's, you know, it was close. But in reality, it was another 45 to 0 win. It was basically the Patriots versus Chargers game. Um... I mean, if you saw the game, you would know. If you just had to look at, the, if you just looked at the game after, you'd be like, oh, it was close. But no, the the Browns fucking destroyed them. You know, the Browns had three hundred and forty yards passing, three hundred and thirty-four from Baker, another six from Jarvis Landry. You don't see the Browns do three hundred pass for three hundred and forty yards. That's impossible. If the Browns do that to you, it's because you fucked up bad. 
118 yards rushing, typical Browns. Just everything clicked. Everything clicked. The defense clicked. The offense clicked. That was the best I've heard. That was probably the best Browns game in years. That's why, and that was out of nowhere. I, f- I felt everyone that bet for the Titans just felt like God was saying, oh, fuck you. And that was that was a huge fuck you to everyone that bet for the Titans. Another coffee break. But typical Browns, we might see them fuck up. Um, you have to pray to God that Miles Garrett does not bash his helmet onto onto someone's head with the games remaining, a couple games remaining. I think they're nine and uh, nine and three now. Just make sure every the stars align. But knowing the Browns, I I have this itch, this itch. If you can hear my itch through the microphone, I have that itch that they might fuck up. I mean, they're going to the playoffs, but that itch to reach it because if they're hot. Because going into the playoffs in every single sport, it's, it's really about how hot you are going into the playoffs. And if the Browns get hot, watch out. Because I feel they might, they could play the Chiefs. Uh, they might, because I feel like now the Chiefs have an advantage in the AFC. They might face the Chiefs in the second round and beat the Chiefs. I doubt it, but if you're hot, you're hot. So there goes the Browns. I apologize. The Browns are hot right now. Last week, I told you all to play Miles Sanders. Uh, that was... Uh, I, I'm sorry, too. He flopped. One of the weird few games where he flopped. You know, my apologies. You might think, oh, I, I come here to my for my fantasy takes. You know, I don't listen to the professional sponsor. I listen to, to you, actually. And, I mean, that was bad. I, I mean, I, I apologize. Miles Sanders only had 3.1 points in fantasy. 3.1 points in fantasy. That was ridiculous. He's been tumbling down, but that was his lowest of the season. I did not expect him to do that, especially because they needed to make him run. Oh, sorry. But this might be interesting for the future of Philly. As of this morning, guess what? Jalen Hurts is officially the starter for the Philadelphia Eagles, and that's it. It shows they trust him, okay? It shows they trust him because of the stretches here. The playoff stretches here, and they still have a chance of reaching the playoffs. They have a 7% chance of reaching the playoffs. Some teams that reach the playoffs will a lower percentage into this point. So Philly does, and, and if Philly did not believe that they had a chance of the playoffs, they would have just kept Wentz in there the whole time and not put Hertz in because it would make sense that, you know, Hertz is probably your future and he might get injured within those four games, those useless four games, but no, Philly thinks they have a chance. And if you see Jalen Hertz winning the next couple games to bring this team into winning the NFC East, I mean, hopefully the Giants flop, the Cowboys lost today. Hopefully the Washington football team flops as well. And if the stars align for this team, they can they can, you know, hit the playoffs. And underdog Philadelphia scares me. The last time we saw underdog Philadelphia, guess what? They beat the Patriots 38 to 0, 38 to 30 in the Super Bowl. You know, that's weird. And the Chiefs had a scare, but one. They didn't cover, but they got the money line. Um thank thank God. Chiefs, uh, you know, 
it's whatever. I feel like they're just doing homework at this point or just messing around. Homework as in studying for the playoffs because they're going to go to the playoffs. They're going to they're gonna go to the AFC Championship for sure. Remember last year? I mean, last decade, we saw the Patriots reach the Super Bowl every year since 2011. So this might be the decade of the Chiefs. So right now, they're just studying. They're doing whatever. I... I'm not losing any faith on the Chiefs. I'm not really going to talk about them right now. And the Dolphins are cruising by. Uh, Dolphins beat the Bengals, I believe, right? 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 Why am I not prepared? Yes, they beat the Dolphins 19-7. to I had them um, in the money line in a parlay that I had, but my parlay did not hit. Um... Tua had 300 yards, almost 300 yards. I believe he had 290-something, 297. And he's making below-average players look at down. The Dolphins really don't have big players. They're, you can't convince me that the Dolphins have, you know, studs. Because he's not a stud. Because they gave up all these players, you know, Kenny Stills and all these players to go to Houston. And guess what? They're doing better than Houston. I mean, Houston's a shit show. But damn, Dolphins, y'all are doing good. I mean, hopefully they tank for my Patriots to go in. Oh, well, good good things coming to them for the rest of the season. They might be, you know, the Dolphins in the year that the Patriots went 11-5 and and missed the playoffs. Guess who screwed them over? It was the Miami Dolphins. So the Miami Dolphins... Might do it again. They screwed us over last year, missing the bye, so we didn't get a bye. And guess what? We ended up losing to the Titans. So even though the Dolphins historically, or well, within the past twenty years, have been garbage, they are infamous for screwing over the Patriots. And the uh, Giants, the New York Giants, went into. Week 14, they've won five out of the last seven or four in a row. And this is a team where we saw all the memes after week four. They were started zero and four. Zero and four. And now they are <laughs> the sole leaders of the NFC East. That's crazy. You could not have told me in week one that the Giants going into week 14 would be the division leaders in the NFC East. That's crazy. Colt McCoy said, fuck you all. I mean, not really fuck you all. He had a below-average game, went 13 for 22 for 105 yards. And it was actually his first start since 2014. There's been a lot of historical events that have happened since 2014. We've elected two presidents. Uh, we've gone through a pandemic. The whole world has, you know, Harambe died. All this stuff. Uh... Shit, I, I wonder how many quarterbacks and coaches the Cleveland Browns went through since 2014. But this guy, him and Chase Daniel, are finessers, man. You know, since 2014, since his last start, Colt McCoy has made $8.7 million. I will never see that much money in my whole life. And this guy made it six years riding the bench. It's incredible how much money these dudes make while riding the bench. So... If we had an award for finesser of the decade, it would go to Colt McCoy. This guy was doing good in Texas. And then the moment he hit the NFL, he had his shine. Didn't really, you know, do good in the in the shining lights. However you say it. 
and he decided to make $8.7 million since 2014. He hasn't played in six years, so it's incredible how much he's doing. But may he might be the guy that pushes the Giants, and then he might, you know, might get a good um, contract at the end of the year with a team that needs a backup quarterback. And that's probably what Colt McCoy wants, another couple million dollars before he retires doing nothing. Oh, I wish I had his life. So going into the Steelers, my, I told you all that they were frauds. Y'all said that they weren't frauds, and I said they are fucking frauds, and guess what? They lost. They lost to the Washington football team. That proves to you that they're frauds. I only watched some parts of the game. I took a nap during the whole game on the other day, on Monday, and I woke up and I saw the game. I saw the replay, and they were at 14-0, and I woke up thinking it was live. I woke up thinking it was live. And I was like, oh, 14-0, and then I look at the score, I look at my fantasy points, and I say, oh, the game had actually happened already. Gibson got injured, because I have Gibson on my fantasy team, scored um, 1.4 points, and they lost. They gave up four, <laughs> they blew a 14-0 lead. <sighs> They're frauds. Um, but it happens, you know, they dropped seven passes, and let Washington win with an injured Gibson, you know. Gibson, you're not supposed. Gibson has been hot. Gibson is number six in the NFL fantasy with ESPN. You know, I would know because I have Gibson on my fantasy team. So that's weird. And you're undefeated playing against a guy who almost lost his leg. Alex Smith should not be playing in the NFL right now. Alex Smith, just go for his fucking leg. I'm sure it's it's he's not a bionicle man. See, he's Still, he's probably a weak human being. You go for the leg and he's done. And he still beats you. You know? I'm sure you can make Patrick Mahomes blind. And he'll still be, you know, knowing that. That Alex Smith still beat them. Just blindfold Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship. And he's still cleaned the Steelers. That's how much I think the Steelers are frauds. The Steelers, I told you, were the worst 11-0 team of all time, and this week proved it, so I am right, like always, when it comes to judging the teams, so that's it for the NFL, and my next episode, I will be giving you all some picks, so before we move on to college football, we're gonna talk about our sponsor, Audio World, Audio World gives, um, has the best audio for you, if you want to build a palapa, if you want to build a entertainment system in your house, there's Audio World, and the JV Squad podcast has a special for our listeners. Okay, so this week in another episode, I will be releasing my picks, and I know some of you are going to fade my picks. So guess what? Audio World and I teamed up. If you fade my picks and you win, okay, which I don't want you to win, but if you fade and you win. And you purchase, make a minimum purchase of $200 with Audio World. The JV Squad podcast will put in $50 towards your purchase. Like I said, with Audio World, if you make a $200 purchase with them, you fade my bets, win, I will give you $50 towards your purchase. So you can follow Audio World at audioworld.tx on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you, Audio World for sponsoring the JV Squad podcast. Before we continue going on, let me make a let me make a social media plug. 
I have another podcast called Your Neighbor's Garage, the best podcast in the 956 in Laredo. I think that's pretty much set in stone. Um, you can follow us on Garage Society Co., which is our mother brand on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter, Your Neighbor's G. You can follow my podcast is Twitter, okay? JV Squad Pod on Twitter. Me, Cactus Pench on Twitter. And F. Munoz underscore on Instagram. Shout out to our fans. So, going in, we're going to be talking about college football. You know, my Aggies are number five. As of this afternoon, college football playoff rankings released. And they're still snubbing the Aggies out of number four. Yeah, Bama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, us, the Ags. And Florida, I'm saying us. I know you're not part of the team, but it's us. I am part of the team. We face Bama, who creamed us. That's our only loss, seven and one. There's um, Notre Dame, Clemson. Notre Dame ended up beating Clemson, and they're gonna be a rematch we're talking about right now. Now Florida, we beat Florida. So and Ohio State, um, they they don't, they don't have a tough schedule. Not even Michigan. Michigan sucks right now, and they just canceled the game. And Michigan, they're still arguing whether that they should play in the Big Ten Championship because the Big Ten requires teams to play a minimum of six games in order to qualify for the Big Ten Championship. And going into this weekend, Ohio State is now only going to play five because Michigan canceled due to the COVID outbreak within the team. Okay. And that might might be good or bad for A&M, however you see it, because that means if they don't play in the Big Ten game, the college football co- playoff committee is gonna say, "Oh, well, you haven't you haven't played in any big games, so AM is gonna replace you." Or they might say, "Ah, oh, never mind," because it's Ohio State and they're really good. They perform as history has shown. Or hey, put them in a Big Ten game, and they or no, they might try to find a game in this weekend to qualify. I'm sure it's gonna be easy. Sure, they're going to win that one. Put them in the Big Ten Championship and take that risk of them losing. If they win, well, that's impressive. They're probably going to clinch. And, but, so AM might be screwed there, but they might not. Okay, so if AM wins, they need one game versus Tennessee on the 19th in two weeks, okay? In 11 days. But guess what? Notre Dame and Clemson will have a rematch. I've never heard in my life of two. Football teams playing in the same season. They will play on the 19th, Notre Dame versus Clemson to prove themselves. And I feel whoever loses is out. Whoever loses is out. So it might be Bama, Notre Dame, or Clemson as the number two. Ohio State is number three. And the Ags is number four. Ags might be lucky in getting the number three, depending on how Ohio State keeps going. But the Aggies need to beat the weak Tennessee on the 19th by a lot. And there's rumors that Ohio State and AM might play to add to the schedule because the Aggies were, um, um, they did have two games removed from their schedule because of COVID. So that's going to be interesting to see. And Florida just needs every team to flop. Florida is really good. They played AM really well. I think it was 41 to 38, their final. So they want Batman to lose, which they're not going to. They want Ohio State to get screwed over by the committee. And they obviously want 
Notre Dame or Clemson, oh, I mean, one of them is going to leave. That's going to be unfortunate unless one of them just goes down to the four seed. That's going to be really interesting to see. So, and A&M losing. They, they really need A&M to lose so they can get the five, so they can try to sneak in. They have a very low percentage, but at this point, these are going to be the six teams that have a chance. And to be honest, Bama already secured their spot. So it could be Bama, Notre Dame, and Clemson as the number two. But one of those teams is going to either go to four or be out. OSU, A&M, and Florida has to pray. So Notre Dame and Clemson play each other on the 19th. A&M plays Tennessee on the 19th. So this is there. And the Aggies, this is a Texas A&M podcast. I mean... Isaiah Spiller's been doing really good. The Aggies really haven't really had a good running team for the past couple of years. So um, I believe, yes, that Isaiah Spiller has almost 900 yards going into this game. They've played, you know, three or four games less than last year, and he's about to pass the yardage. I mean, he's already averaging um, half a yard more than last season per carry. He has six touchdowns. I mean, like I said, they played a lot less games. So the overall stats don't look as good. But if you do it per game-wise, Isaiah Spiller is doing really good. And he's the, one of the reasons why the Aggies are on top. And I don't really want to compliment Kellen Mond. You know, I hate Kellen Mond. I hate Kellen Mond. I hate Kellen Mond. I hate Kellen Mond. You all know how much I criticize him. I am his number one, you know. Criticize him. Kellen Mond, I think he was looking at my Twitter a couple months ago and said, I'm going to prove this motherfucker wrong. Kellen Mond, I owe you an apology. Kellen Mond this season has thrown for almost 1,800 yards. He has 18 touchdowns and only two interceptions. Two interceptions. He had six interceptions last year. The same percentage completion, he's down by half a percent, of course. But his rating has gone up. He's doing really good. Better than I expected. I'm not going to say he's doing amazing, but better than expected. He just needs to do really good if he wants to impress the committee. So Kellen Mond, he can't be Kellen Mond. So what Kellen Mond is, he's a choke artist. He, whenever the... Whenever he's put on prime time on national TV where everyone's looking at him, he knows when people are looking at him, he flops. And I don't want that out of Kellen Mond. So Kellen Mond needs to not be Kellen Mond. He needs to do whatever he's been doing, which I know oh, I'm so scared that's going to happen. That is, you know, normal self is going to come back. And that's what fucking scares me. Okay, oh, that, that scares me, but I kind of have faith. And there's Texas. Texas is uh, going through a shit show. I really, I don't really want to, I didn't really want to talk about Texas today, but um, Texas Longhorns are 6-3. and three. And the reason why they're in the news this week is because they were going, they were thinking about hiring Urban Meyer, and I felt like the talks were there. I didn't really see uh, an offering. I'm sure it would have been really expensive. But I'm sure the board of regents and the and the donors would like would just cuff that money. Oh, get the get term, Tom Herman the fuck out of here. 
because it's just been a bunch of disappointment. I mean, it's better than Charlie Strong. So if they continue this season, they're going to have four consecutive winning seasons. You get me? They had, when Charlie Strong left, they had three losing seasons in a row. You know? So they, and you might think, oh, well, you know, they had some success. They won the Cotton Bowl um, against Oklahoma, against Georgia. But the thing is, Texas, historically, I mean, I don't want to compliment Texas. I am a Texas hater. But they're supposed to always succeed because they are one of, the, they're in the Mount Rushmore of successful football teams, successful football programs in college. Right there with Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State, LSU. And the thing is, they're not doing good. So 6-3, and 7-3, 8-4 and four is not what Texas is supposed to be, okay? You know, when you lose to Kansas, when you lose to Maryland, when you have not beaten Oklahoma with Tom Herman, which beating Oklahoma should be something to convince the committee, college football playoff. You know, you're not doing really good. So Urban Meyer is supposed to be that guy that helps them go to the college football playoff or into the Big 12 championship because they've been to the Big 12 championship one time with Tom Herman, but they lost to Oklahoma. But Urban Meyer says no for health reasons, so Texas is now fuck. And I think that puts a sour taste in Tom Herman's mouth because it's kind of like that um, Will, Smith, Will Smith in that Fresh Prince of Bel-Air episode where he's like, how come you don't want me? And Tom Herman right now is saying, you know, how come they don't want me here in Texas? So Tom Herman's days are numbered. Or if he comes back next season, it's going to be really awkward. Just um, buy him out. So that's it for college football. So we're going to go into the NBA. How much time do we have? We've been speaking for a little over 30 minutes. So the Rocket Saga 2.0. This morning I thought I read that James Harden wants to go to the 76ers. I say fuck no if you're the 76ers. You have your team. You have a decent team. You just need to fix whatever little problems you have, but don't. I mean, they I'm sure they have to reach the salary cap. I mean, over they have to be giving too much for James Harden. I don't think it's worth it. You have a really great passer in Ben Simmons. James Harden's salary is $38.2 million. How the hell are you going to take that away? I mean, Tobias Harris, you can remove him. He's um, projected to make $33 million this year. That's cool. I mean, they just signed Seth Curry. So I don't, I, wouldn't, I, I don't know about a draft pick, maybe. So it would be Tobias Harris in a draft pick. I don't know. But... We'll see. I, I really wouldn't want to see the 76ers fuck it up with James Harden. But James Harden is trying to get the easy way out because he knows that the Sixers have a chance in getting out of the Eastern Conference. But James Harden shouldn't be riding on great players like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. They, he should try to prove himself. You know, if he really wants to prove that he's a legend, you know, a generational player. He needs to do it himself in Houston. He has John Wall. And if you don't think John Wall is going to get you anywhere, maybe you're just not a leader. I don't know. If you have to go try to bounce around different teams to win a championship, you're not a leader. 
you're not, I mean, KD had to do, but they were amazing because of KD, you know, at this point, James Harden, whatever team he goes to, it's, he's going to be detrimental to them, he's only going to get them so far, because he goes all out for 82 games, and then he gets tired into the playoffs, so the Sixers, who were, I mean, a shot away, a bounce, they got screwed over by a bounce of Kawhi, they were seconds away from going to the Eastern Conference Finals. So they have the tools to go in. And I feel Harden would just get in the way because of money. They can just sign, you know, other little players right then and there. And I don't know. I, I don't agree. I'd be really disappointed in, into the 76ers. You know, there. So I, I don't really think there's anything else to talk about for today. Um, next episode, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a preview on Week 14 and the NFL. We're gonna go talk about my picks. So stay tuned, so you can fade me, okay? Fade me, and I will pay 50 bucks towards your audio world. So um, I had a couple my betting stories for today i will end it up with some fantasy and some betting so for fantasy football i had crazy story in my league in one of my leagues i'm done but in the other leagues i i i've clinched since three weeks ago the number one spot i did really good actually um i had two game losing streak to end the season uh, because of gibson right so the guy that beat me this week he squeaked on by so in one of my leagues we actually had six players going in to the Sunday, six players who could have hit the last six. Because in my league, it's a 12-man it's a 12, 12 league. Okay. It's a 12-man league, six-man playoff. Two people get the bye. And we had <laughs> six people who were eligible. And one barely squeaked by today because he got lucky that Gibson got hurt because... He only beat me by, in fantasy, by a couple points. Very little points. Lamar Jackson had a good game, but it was mainly because of Gibson. He snuck on by because he won. Um, that was amazing. And the other guys got screwed over. Um, and so that was interesting. Into the last couple seconds, if you're going into the fantasy playoffs... I have Christian McCaffrey coming in. I'm going to have a bye next week, so it's really not going to matter. But I'm really curious into what Christian McCaffrey can do. I picked him up halfway through the season. He only played one game. He gave me, I think, 34 points at one game, and then he got injured. But I feel like my team is ready going into the playoffs. Alvin Kamara, I feel like um, his injury is kind of going away. I think it was his ankle or his leg. Gibson, hopefully that injury is not serious. He's a very great flex. Kamara, Gibson, and McCaffrey is going to be scary. Thielen, um, Johnson from the Steelers did really good. Hawkinson, Ridley. I picked up the Raiders because the Buccaneers are on a bye. I just love the Buccaneers. Then Ben McManus, uh, Brandon McManus from the Denver Broncos. So I'm um, really good. Court Davis, I never play him, and he had 35 points. Ayuk, however you say his name, suddenly scored 20 points in fantasy. So, prayers to whoever, good luck to whoever's going into the fantasy team playoffs. And my betting today, I had a 
scary day. I mean, I hit with the Ravens. I bet on them to score over 30 points. They scored over 30 points. They scored 34. And they covered under 8. And there was a point in life betting where I should have done it where they were favored to win by 3.5. And I was like, dude, I mean, they might not win at by 8 because at the time they were down against the Cowboys. I'm like, for sure they're going by 3.5 and I should have done it. It was a huge mistake. But then when I was going to do it, um, that that interception, that tip interception, interception, the play after the missed field goal of Justin Tucker happened and the line moved and they didn't let me bet. So, yeah, it should have been a couple seconds faster. Oh, but don't get me started, man. The fucking, going back to the game, man, Joe Buck, I, whenever he was saying that Justin Tucker had scored 70 field goals in a row, less, from less than 40 yards, I'm like, dude, you just jinxed this motherfucker, like, I know this guy's gonna miss, and then they had the false start, he hit it, and then he fucking missed, and Joe Buck was like, oh, what, not, you know, the, not just jinx is not gonna happen, just, Mute this guy's fucking mic. Whenever someone is about to do something, is about to kick a field goal, just mute this guy's mic, man. That was fucking terrible. But, I mean, they covered. Okay. Whatever. So, let's kind of go in there. Today. They hit, baby. Um, and then I, I bet some live betting on soccer and I lost money and towards the end I was betting unders on total soccer games with like five minutes left and I was like fuck I'm gonna risk it I risked a lot of money but and I was like fuck I'm gonna lose all my money or get all my money back and I risked it and I got all my money back man I would have canceled the podcast if I was if I fucking lost all my money so thank you thank you very much God for helping me out. Um, and that, that's basically it. I had a Russian ping pong betting binge and I never hit one of them. You know, every, I was putting $1 in, but still, I mean, that's interesting. I, I only picked these people, these Russian people based on their names, not based on, you know, their, on who they are. Cause then I was looking at, at Russian ping pong and the money line is really deceiving. So the player is favored by like, uh, minus 200, minus 300. I even saw that was even minus 400 some. They still might lose. Because ping pong is an unpredictable sport. As someone who studied the game for five minutes, I can tell you do not bet on Russian table tennis. Because you will lose. So, that's the end of the episode. My fellow Cactus listeners. So like I said, follow the audio world. Follow Your Neighbor's Garage. Garage Society Co. Follow the Twitter. I feel like I'm tweeting to myself. And follow my socials. Thank you all for listening. And another episode will come out soon. On Thursday or Friday. For the picks. Going into week 14. Thank you all. Have a nice day. I don't have any outro music. Because I'm filming from my closet. Thank you all.